1: There's lots of different types of scanners out there, but uh, most people are familiar with uh, these multi-scanners that will, you know, scan your sample against all the different antivirus engines that are available to give you that feedback.
0: That's Daniel Hathaway. He's a senior security analyst at Recorded Future. The research we're discussing today is titled Uncover Unseen Malware Samples with No Distribute Scanners. And what happens
1: is those multi-scanners that we all use and love for research every day, well then, if there's just one... Usually, there's just one detection. They will then share that sample with all the other vendors. So, what happens is it's a way to distribute what one vendor knows to all the other vendors. That just kind of keeps the the malware at bay, if you will.
0: So, anytime that that one of these comes up with something that's novel, uh, it sends it out to all the scanners, and then they can add that to their list of uh, potential problems.
1: That's correct, and and also, you know, there's lots of different multi scanners that. Um, have paid tiers for researchers like myself and many others to to utilize and mine for other data and search for things as
0: well. I see. And so that leads us to uh, these other types of scanners, uh, these no-distribute scanners. How do they work?
1: Well, they're very very much similar. Um, They may not have all the same uh, antivirus engines. It kind of depends on the service that's available. But they pride themselves on not sharing the sample. Um, And when they do that, the URL does not contain the hash either. So there's really no way to kind of guess these paths to go and look at. And since they're not sharing the sample, it kind of it stays private with the person that smits it. So they get used a lot by, um, you know, people with malicious intent, but they also get used by people who have privacy concerns as well.
0: Now, can we back up a little bit? Can you describe to me, uh, you mentioned that it doesn't use the hash in the URL. What, what is the typical functionality through a, a regular multi-scanner? How does it work on that end?
1: Well, so normally it'll be like, you know, the name of a service, you know, slash and then the hash of the file. And then it gives you to the report that tells you all the different antivirus engines that detected it. Right. Um, By making their own hashing algorithm or changing that in some way, uh, it's harder for researchers to kind of get in there and find a whole bunch of samples. You can't just kind of guess.
0: And what is the nature of these no-distribute sites? Uh, they've been around for a while. Is there a variety of them? And uh, do they try to stay under the radar?
1: Well, uh, it's, it's funny. You know, uh, some of them really don't try to stay under the radar. Uh, Scan for You has been around for a very long time. And uh, they typically get targeted by law enforcement because they're very interested in these as well. So they don't really try to stay under. You'll see a lot of advertisements for them on criminal forums or, you know, forms in general that, you know, potentially have malicious intent.
0: When you say they're targeted by law enforcement, are, are they overtly doing anything wrong? Or is it more that law enforcement just sees them as a way to keep an eye on things?
1: I think it's uh, the, the first one, but some of them have been shut down, and I'm not exactly sure what the legal stance on it was why it was shut down.
0: So let's walk through the process that you all did to, to take a look at this. What was your collection process?
1: Well, so it's interesting. Every time we've actually interacted with an actor, um, you know, in discussing uh, their malware or their exploit or whatever the piece may be, they've always shared this link with us of a no-distribute scanner. And then when you start going back and you look at historically all the different forms that we collect from are either vetted access or publicly available, but just, you know, you need to authenticate against them. We've noticed that there's a lot of people that will start scanning their malware and they share that link in order to advertise that their service is doing what they are telling you it's doing. And if they did that with a typical multi-scanner, then of course with just one detection, it's going to go to everybody by having these no distributes. They are able to, to show that they are doing what they say without risking their sample being distributed to the wider audience. And so how do you all look for that? So what we did is through our normal collections um, we always have information about these forms because we collect all the information from the forms that we have access into. And I just kind of started running a search that says, anytime I see this URL for virus checkmate or no or uh, scan for me or run for me and all these different ones. And I said, pull those URLs out. And then we started making a collection process that will, you know, automatically find those URLs within our data set. And then it would go to those pages. And then it would collect all the appropriate metadata we could, like file name, uh, file hash, the detection names, that, if there are any, um, and just kind of the post that it came from, which allowed us to kind of relate it back to uh, what that person was selling as well.
0: I see. So you're doing a lot of cross-referencing to, to figure out, uh, you know, what, what are these things, how are these things being sold, how are they being distributed, and uh, who might be buying them?
1: Uh, if they post publicly on the buy, in yes, but a lot of times
0: it's just like, direct messages
1: to them in that form, so we can't actually see that.
0: Piece. I see. But, sure. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So you're looking around on these dark uh, web forums uh, and finding these things. What can you tell us about uh, what you were seeing? What, what, run, run some of the numbers by us.
1: Yeah. So I mean, just like you know, in percentage terms, um, you know, seventy-five percent of the data set that we collected. Was not seen by the traditional multi scanners that we were talking about previously, and then 25% of them were. And what was interesting about that 25% because you know it's hard to really do research on that 75% because one we don't have the samples, just the metadata about it, and there's no way for us to get that unless we find it elsewhere. Hmm. But that 25% that was with you know on those other multi scanners, we're able to download those, right? So when we did that and look at all the metadata they had about it, and when they seen it and so forth. I think it was uh, 14% were seen on the traditional multi-scanners first, and then the others were on the no-distribute first, which allowed us to kind of gauge how important it was because like those percentages were so close together that it made it to where that if we actually were to alert on these hashes that we see, we know that about you know a little less than half the time we're going to get notified ahead of time, if that makes sense.
0: Hmm. Right. So, by tracking these on these forums, the no publish scanners, does that give you a head start on uh, knowing what might be queued up, being keyed up to be sent out there?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, in some cases, it does. Yeah. So the interesting one is uh, the gold digger miner was a cryptocurrency piece, uh, a cryptocurrency miner, and we saw the actor uh, selling it, or you know, talking about making it on criminal forums, and then selling it, and then. Uh, With that, it was a link to a no-distribute site.
0: And then shortly after, we see it hit one of the multi-scanners. I see. About 30 days uh, leeway. And is the assumption that when it hits one of the multi-scanners, it's out in the wild? That's correct, yeah. That's the assumption here. So how can people use this information uh, to better protect themselves? So this information can actually, uh,
1: you know, because we don't actually have a file, we just have the metadata. It should be something that's probably alerted on within your environment. So you would have this list of hashes that you would want to compare to in like your SIM or at your egress point or anywhere it crosses your network. Um, You'd probably want to be notified of these because, you know, it's not just that this file was sent to a no distribute site. It's that we collected the link from a criminal form to a no distribute site. So you're talking kind of more about, you know, two kind of gray areas that you're looking into matching up.
0: Yeah, so you're sort of building a building a case uh, based on indirect evidence, I suppose. Exactly. So is this a matter of folks being able to be more proactive than reactive when it comes to preparing themselves for these sorts of things?
1: That's the hopes. A lot of times in our industry, we're always being uh, reactive, and it's very it's very few and far between when we actually get a chance to be proactive. You know, like the Shodan rat controller is a way to be proactive. Um, there's there's lots of different. You know, pieces to be proactive, but they're just much harder to come by. Um, and so, this is just uh, hopefully another arrow in the quiver to help our to help our customers and just the community in general.
0: Now, when when it comes to monitoring these uh, these forums, um, how bold are the folks who are out there selling these things? Uh, that
1: that kind of varies depending on the actor. We've seen some be extremely bold. And we've also seen some uh, take some very precautious steps, you know, only selling to people that have a certain reputation in the forums, uh, only interacting with people that have X number of posts. Um, but we also see it to where they will just, you know, reach right out to you on Telegram or any other type of service they, that they choose.
0: And, and do you suppose that, that this will, will lead to a reaction on their part? If, if they know that uh, that this is being kept an eye on, do you suppose they may shift to something else? Um, you know, it, it's quite possible. Uh,
1: adversaries are always uh, adapting to anything that uh, we in the security community do. So, I, I, you know, that might be something. But uh, I think what we're going to end up seeing is more and more of these services because, um, from what I can tell, people are having a hard time trusting these even, even within their own community because they don't know how legit they really are. When
0: you say trusting these, what do you mean?
1: Well, so, I mean, you're, you're kind of taking them at their word that they're not distributing the sample or that they're not, you know, sharing them with the security community as a whole, you know, who knows really who you're submitting these samples to, right?
0: I see. So there's a reputational issue with the no distribute services themselves.
1: Yeah, it seems that way because, you know, a lot of times I see, and this is just my assumption, a lot of times I see when people are selling a sample, they will submit it to maybe three of the no distribute sites and they will put all three links on their post when they're selling something. And I don't know if that's maybe they're trying to get better coverage to show that the samples not being detected, or if they just have preferences of one or the other.
0: And, and is there nothing that can be done uh, from the, the virus checker manufacturer's point of view? I guess uh, if their services are out there, it's it's hard for them to keep an eye on this. Uh, it's hard for them to know that uh, their services are being aggregated for something like this.
1: Well, there's actually a really interesting article I read, kind of similar to that, and Basically what it was doing is is these no distribute sites will try to block communication back to the antivirus um, company. Mm. That way, you know, a lot of these will, you know, we don't have a reputation on this file, but send it to the cloud and they will do some sort of analysis on it and give it back. So they turn that functionality off. And the reason is is because they don't want that hash to go up to the antivirus company. I but see. there was a there was a post about it to where one particular antivirus company was monitoring that because the the people running the no-distribute site forgot to, to block their site, so they were getting all the data back, and they were working with law enforcement to share that data.
0: Yeah, so the, that sort of cat-and-mouse game uh, that we often talk about continues. Exactly.
1: I just think it's really important to, to notice that there are about four or five other services that are available that we have not built uh, collectors for yet, but we see the links being shared. So we're going to have some more data sets on these as well. But even just as we released the article, I think there were two other ones that just popped up. So they are uh, coming up and down as fast as you can keep up with them.
0: Yeah, that game of whack-a-mole we often talk about, right?
1: Yep, that is correct.
0: Our thanks to Daniel Hathaway from Recorded Future for joining us. You can check out their research, Uncover Unseen Malware Samples with No Distribute Scanners, That's on the Recorded Future website. And now, a message from CyberBit Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice, then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need CyberBit. CyberBit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills, all using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. CyberBit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise – Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com/cyberwire The Cyberwire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing cyberwire team is Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Stefan Vaziri, Kelsey Bond.